Good afternoon. I'm Karen Sugart, author of the Edmund de Clerc Cozy Mystery Series, and welcome to the Cozy Sleuth. Today, we're reversing roles on this podcast, and I'd like to introduce you to someone most of you are already know, Leanna Shields. But instead of her interviewing me today, she did that a couple weeks ago, I'm going to be interviewing her. Hi, Leanna, and Happy New Year. We're going to spend the next several minutes talking about you and your books. How are you feeling about that? Well, Happy New Year, Karen. And I am so excited about doing this. It's definitely a change for me. I, yeah, I know. And I, you know, as when we talked the last time, I thought you do so much for those of us who write cozy mysteries. And I thought it would be fun to just turn the tables and let people know a little bit about you, because I know you're a prolific writer. And I'd like to learn a little bit more about your writing and, and the process and so forth. So why don't we get started? Um, the first thing I think we'd like to know, or I'd like to know, is about your background and the books you write. Uh, what genres? I think you write more than one. And when and why did you decide to write them? Well, I have always had an active imagination since I was a kid. I had, while well, most kids have probably on average one, maybe two imaginary friends, I had probably 20. Oh, gee. <laughs> <funny>. Yeah. <laughs> and, but let's just say I never let him go. I I went on to become a writer. Uh, I started with science fiction, which it was it was okay, and I enjoyed doing it. But then I discovered steampunk a little bit later. Which, for those out there who don't know what steampunk is, it's basically Victorian science fiction. Yes. A picture around the world in 80 days, uh, the time machine, books like that. Um, then I started getting interested in the idea of combining genres, and I went to, I took my steampunk and turned it into 1920s cozy mystery and that was fun that book was called uh oh my brain just zoned on that it's called uh the artifacts hmm. it's, it's a sci-fi 1920s sci-fi steampunk archaeology cozy mystery yeah i kind of went everywhere with that one yeah, but you're but you're obviously a very creative person with 20 imaginary friends. Um, I had one. <laughs> so <laughs> it tells you the difference and I write in one genre. So um it sounds like this is in keeping with your your very rich fantasy life. It sounds great, actually. And and go on and tell us, sorry for interrupting, but go on and tell us about the rest of your writing. Oh, that's absolutely fine. Um Finally, I settled on, okay, one thing you should know about me is I am a mythology nerd. So I took that and brought it into Cozies, which I love reading, and created the Mystic Ranch Mysteries. And those are my latest books that I've been working on. How many of those have you written? And can you tell us a little bit about them? Um... The Mystic Ranch Mysteries is, currently I have three books 
that I've published in this series. They all feature Sabia. She starts out the series as Sabia Feathercroft and ends up by the third book, Sabia Kane. Well, Sabia is not your average elf. She is a Native American elf, which was so much fun to research. I discovered that there were actually two tribes that I was able to find that have a version of an elf in their folklore, which they call forest dwellers. There is the Choctaw, which I happen to be a member of the tribe that have the Kawi Anukasha. And then there's the Sioux in South Dakota that have the Kenoti or Kenotila. That sounds that sounds fascinating. So it sounds like your imagination and your heritage play into some of the writing of the books. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Um, especially with the Mystic Ranch Mysteries, book three, Curses and Vows, which released earlier. Wow, I want to say earlier this year, but hey, New Year, uh, released last year. Um, I had so much fun researching my Choctaw heritage and traditions such as the Choctaw wedding dance, um, some traditional Choctaw food that I included in the book, including a recipe for something called banaha bread, which was a lot of fun to research. It's, it's really so nice that you can pull together um, your background with the books that you write and then include mythology. It sounds, you're a very creative person, it sounds like. Um, and, and it's amazing what you're doing with, with those books. Um, tell us about one or two of your favorite characters in your books. Oh, let's see. It really changes from book to book I've found. Um, of course, Sabia and Bridger will always have a special place in my heart. I love detecting duos like Nick and Nora Charles and Clay, uh, I've, Nick and Nora Charles. They're like one of my favorite and all detectives like that. But right now, my favorites are, I've recently written for the first, fourth book, wow, um, a satyr with an electric blue mohawk named Jaff, and he is going to be playing kind of an inter important uh, role in book four as clue giver and things like that, so... He's currently my favorite. Wow, it sounds again very fascinating. Um, when you were growing up, did you have a favorite author that influenced your writing? And if so, um, why? Explain a little bit. Um, let's see. Shel Silverstein's poems mm -hmm. definitely influenced me as a kid. I loved uh, the poem about the woulda, coulda, shouldas that mm -hmm. ran away and hid. Um, 
but I also loved the boxcar children. They were probably my first exposure to mysteries of any kind. That's interesting. My daughter read those and really loved those as well. Um, a charming set of books. And, and what about now? Um, is there anyone in recent years who's influenced your writing? Actually, yes. I recently discovered a fellow Choctaw author from the 1930s uh, named Todd Downing. And he wrote a book called Murder on the Tropic. And his descriptors, the way he sets a scene, just awed me so much that I would love to be able to write something like that. And, and how, it's a question that, that I've just been thinking as, as, you, as you've been talking, but how, how many years have you been writing? Um, you're, you're very prolific, you've written a number of books. Um, how long does it take you to write a book? And this is adding a question um, that, that I'm interested in. Um, how long does it take you to write a book? And how long have you been doing this? Are you doing this full time? I am a full time writer. Well, full-time writer, part-time podcaster. <laughs> right, of course. Um, yes. But I have been writing for 12 years. It takes me, it used to take me somewhere between two and three years to go from book to finished, mm -hmm. uh, finished novel. Uh, but now I can probably get the first draft at least done in a in a month maybe two months ever wow. since I've started doing nano mm. but I do prefer to at least take a at least a year for writing yeah it does take it does take a long time um when you're working out all the details as I full well know um so um Let's get back to your main characters. I had asked you about which ones your, were your favorites. Um, if you could have breakfast with one of them, if, if you could meet someone for breakfast, which character would you meet for breakfast? And what do you think he or she would order? I would want to meet Sabia for breakfast, definitely. Uh, she would be so much fun to talk with. And I think her and I would probably get the same thing because we're both chocoholics so <laughs> we would probably get like chocolate chip pancakes and well depending on where we met if we met there's a place here in Colorado that has these blue corn pancakes mm. so good and they also have what's called what they call the flying Elvis which is coffee peanut butter, chocolate, and yeah, it's a smoothie with Ooh. all that in it. And it's so good. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Um, <laughs> and if while you were talking, or maybe it wouldn't be Sabia, but um, what would some of the characters in your book say about you as an author? Oh, they would, they would all say that... I'm a little scatterbrained <laughs> and Do that I... I don't, whoops. Go ahead. 
and they don't and that I don't keep track of their adventures very well. And how how would you remedy that? Well, I don't think I would because that's just how I write. I it's just how you write, yeah. 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 So so eventually though it all turns out. Um yes. So, you know, everybody has a different way of writing and it sounds like it works for you. Um Besides managing this podcast and writing books, which sounds like between the two of them, it's very full time. Do you have anything, any hobbies? Do you have other things you do in whatever spare time you have? Oh, I love to do creative things like knitting, crocheting. Um, if the muse hits me, I'll paint. But mostly I spend way too much time watching old black and white movies. <laughs> it's probably um, a way of just sort of letting your, your brain not have to work all the time with the creative endeavors, I would imagine, um, if you do that. Um, but it does sound like you're very into a lot of creative things. What about the painting? What kinds of painting do you do? Oh, it pretty abstract <laughs> what I do um I've done a few small canvases that I have around the house that the one I'm most proud of really shows my nerd side it's a spacescape with a tiny little TARDIS from those out there who are familiar the BBC show Doctor Who <laughs> oh yeah okay huh and and is art sort of an escape from, I mean, you're using your brain creatively, but it's a different way of using your brain. Do you find that that helps clear your mind for the writing? Somewhat. It's more of just my hands need something to do at the time. And, well, look, there's something that I can paint here if, it turns out it's great. If not, at least I have some brain space freed up. Exactly. Yeah. And it sounds like if you like using your hands, that's why the knitting and, and so forth. That that's another way of, of working with your hands, too. Um, so is that something that you do in the evenings or just do when you know the mood kind of comes to you, the, the knitting and, and so forth? It's pretty much whenever the muse just hits me to make something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you're a really, really busy person um, and, and very active. Um, how can Snoops and Sluice follow you and learn more about your existing and new releases? Well, they can follow me on... I have two websites. There is the Cozy Sleuth website, where you can follow my latest episodes and join up on a newsletter to see what's going on, which I really have to get back into. Um, there's also the Anna Shields author, where you can find out about my latest releases and all sorts of fun things like that. But of course, I always accept friend requests on Facebook, so be sure. You can find me on Facebook and 
we chat and you'll find out about my books there. Sounds great. Um, where can readers purchase your books? You can find my books on Amazon. Um, let's see. Amazon and a few of them I think you can find on barnesandnoble.com. Okay. Um, and and in what forms are they available? They are available in ebook and paperback. Sounds great. Okay, good. Good. Now, because you are such a prolific writer and you've been writing for such a long time successfully, do you have any advice for those who want to write their own books? Read. And I'm not just talking about reading your own genre that you write in, though that is important because you have to know the rules and how other authors have broken them, shall we say. But also read the genres that you love, be they cozy mysteries, fantasies, sci-fi romance whatever genre you love read it because you will learn so much about writing from reading other authors that's great advice that's very good advice is there anything else you'd like listeners to know about you and your books well about me um it would probably be funny for my listeners to know that when it comes to writing, I never expected to be a writer. I never expected to be what I am now. I was dyslexic. Well, not was. I am dyslexic. It took forever for me to be diagnosed for that. Um, my books? Uh... I'll just wrap it up by using the phrase I came up with for for advertising my books. You're going to enjoy some good country magic solving some mysteries. Oh, sounds like fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. So if you're listening to this podcast, you've learned a few things about Leanna that probably you didn't know before, which have been um, very revealing and interesting and um she's obviously a, an incredibly creative person with a very very active mind um it's very exciting Leanna to have been able to interview you um sadly we've reached the end of the interview um and I'm delighted that we had a chance to connect because you do so much to help other authors promote their works on this podcast um so it's been nice to have a chance to connect with you so your listeners can learn more about you um, it's really been a pleasure talking with you, and I'd like to thank you as a cozy author for um, helping me promote my books as well. Um, it, you do a great job on the podcast, and you're very supportive, and um, I know all of those listening are very excited to learn about you and hear about your books as well. And as Leanna said, you can get her books on Amazon and, and someone Barnes & Noble, and to follow her, get onto her website and Facebook and um, and keep on communicating, Leanna. It's been great to be able to talk with you today. Yeah, it's been so wonderful. I've been looking forward to this for so long and Snoops and Sleuths 
check out Karen's books. They are going they are so fun and I love the titles of them and yeah, be sure to just support your favorite authors, support your favorite cozy authors out there. Send them reviews, send them send them purchases cuz you know an author can always use the royalties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly from one author to another and from one from from an experienced podcaster to one who's just doing this for the first time. Um, yes, we we if you're listening, you're you're probably an author or a reader of of, of our genres. Um, and um, just keep on keep on doing what you're doing. So again, Leanne, it's been a lot of fun talking with you and getting to know you a little bit better. And thank you for all your support and everything that you do to support the cozy authors that you do. Well, thank you for coming back on here and doing this great turnaround of the microphone. <laughs> yeah, happy to do it. Um, it's great. And have a wonderful rest of your day out there in Colorado. <laughs> you too. Thanks. Try to stay warm. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a challenge here, here in the East Coast. Um, so anyway, um, enjoyed it again. And thank you so much for appearing on your own or, or participating on your own podcast. <laughs> well, Snoops and Sleuths, we've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patrons for keeping the show commercial free and growing. And I'd like to thank my coffee clutch for their help as well. If you'd like to become a member of my coffee clutch, check me out on coffee.com slash the cozy sleuth. That's ko fi.com slash the cozy sleuth. You can also find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash the cozy sleuth. And if you want to check out some mysteries read by live actors, go to the Cozy Mystery Rats Maze, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy. <laughs>